Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. Uh, I have a prayer intention here. We've been going through uh, our prayer intentions from the small prayer chat that uh, that we're in that I'm in um, I also I have not checked gab yet so I don't know whether I have any messages there but it doesn't look like I have any in the email inbox uh, you can change that of course by emailing uh, daily decade requests at protonmail.com that's decade d-e-c-a-d-e requests in the plural at protonmail.com or you can also get in touch with us at the Daily Decade on Gab. You can comment on the website, which is praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com. Uh, or you can comment on where we're syndicated at Exodus Americanus. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other ways you can get in touch with us. I think those are uh, th- that's enough, isn't it? <laughs> I don't. We don't. I don't have a presence on Twitter, and I will never have a presence on Twitter. So uh, you won't see me on there. Uh, or any of the mainline uh, uh, sort of uh, social media sites uh, simply don't, it's, it's not worth wasting the time that they shut us down immediately because we say things that you're not supposed to say now, you know. Uh, so it's not worth getting involved there. I have been looking at getting an Odyssey site on a, up and running. I'm having a little bit of trouble uploading audio from the technology that I have here to the uh, archive on nobody has the dot biz. Uh, we're I'm working my way through that. We're going to figure that out so that we can finally make the shift of the RSS feed. So uh, be aware of that. And look out for it. So there's all of our contact information, housekeeping. Let's see. I'm going down the checklist. What's next? Uh, the prayer. <laughs> our prayers. Uh, our prayer intention today is uh, somebody who uh, dropped this in um, a prayer chat that I'm in on telegram and he's having a bit of a trouble a bit of trouble and this is somebody who has been involved in getting this thing off the ground from the very start he is an incredibly valuable friend to the daily decade and uh, he's been a, a tremendous help uh, and he's been involved in a couple of other things as well many of you who are listening to this probably would recognize his voice and would and know him. Um, he's going to remain anonymous for the purposes of our prayer today. Um, but he is in a situation right now uh, where his work is his his employer, not him, but his employer is floundering a little bit uh, in terms of staying afloat. Uh, this this is somebody who works incredibly incredibly hard, far harder really than he should in the position that he's in and unfortunately the some of the gifts of the holy ghost are just simply lacking among the management of this particular company and it has put the company at risk which means it's put his job at risk Uh, and he unfortunately there's nothing he can do he doesn't he can't leave before the ship sinks uh for personal reasons that uh, that have to do with him occupying the position that he's in. So his situation is highly precarious uh, and it's one that he it's one of those horrible situations where you can see the tidal wave coming and you can't get out of the way of it. And that's a really, really difficult place to be in because no, no amount of wisdom can really change the situation that you're in. All you have is courage and fortitude and you just have to take the hit like a man and keep moving forward. 
uh, which is admirable and virtuous, but it's also difficult. And so I want to pray for him. I want to pray for his fortitude, for his strength in the sight of God. Uh, And also I want to pray for the well-being of his company, that the eyes of the management of the company will be opened to uh, the gift of wisdom and uh, that they will uh, be able to save themselves from this pit into which they're falling. So let's go ahead and uh, we've already done the uh, the bit where I, I tell you how to get in touch with me and send your own prayers and so we'll just go ahead and pray for them. Um, oh, I should say who we're praying for. Uh, we're going to pray for um, let's call him um, you know, we'll just use the initial S. We're going to pray for S. SB, because we had we have an S that writes in regularly, and this is not that S; it's a different S. So SB, we'll call him SB, uh, and we're going to pray for him. Today is oh goodness, what day of the week is it? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's the feast of the seven sorrows, uh, and so we are going to pray in Latin. So let's get our rosaries out and put ourselves in the presence of God and uh, bring our prayers before the throne. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Ceris, Sancti Vicere Nomen Tuum. Adveniat Regnum Tuum. Fiat Voluntas Tua, Sicut in Cielo et Terra. Panum Nostrum Quotidianum de Nobis Horiae. Et Dimidi Nobis Debita Nostra, Sicut et Nostra Minimus Debitoribus Nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationum, sed libera nosa malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus Benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. 
Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, Fidio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicur erat in principio, et nunc, et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, Vita Dulcedo et Spes Nostre, Salve. A te clamamus exulis fidei, a te suspiramus gementes de flentes in hac lac romarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, iros tuos misericordes oculos ad nos converte. Et Jesum, beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis post hoc exilium ostende. O Clemens, O Pia, O Dulce Virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, Sancta Dei Genetrix, ut digni officiamor promissionibus Christi. Oremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion, and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Saint Benedict, patron of monasticism in the West, one who withdrew from the confusion of the world and sought the wisdom of God at his at the feet of his throne. One who sought stability before God in the chaos of the wreck and ruin that man had wrought for himself. We humbly beg thy intercession, considering these circumstances, on behalf of the management and leadership of the company which the servant of God, S.B., is subject to, that they might themselves interiorly withdraw from the chaos of worldly wisdom and have revealed to themselves the clarity of vision that make all godly men strong leaders of men. And we also beg thy intercession more fervently still on behalf of S.B. himself that he might receive godly protection, clarity to see the right way, calm in the midst of the storm of his life a Monte Cassino in the midst of the collapse that he sees happening around him and guide it by the Holy Ghost and protect it by the hand of God and filled with the love of the Sacred Heart go forward manfully 
that he might advance from his current situation to a better situation with no harm to him or to those dependent upon him. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us, as we face the trials of the world, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacratissimo Corriezo, miserere nobis. Sacratissimo Corriezo, miserere nobis. Sacratissimo Corriezo, advenir regnum tuum. In omni patris et filii et spiritus sancti. Amen. When we consider the situation that the world is in today, and the precarity, that word again, of the general population, and I don't just mean working men, I, this has sort of become a theme now this week, I didn't intend it to be that way, but we've talked about labor and work and all of those things all the way through this week, I suppose I just should just keep going, uh, since we've already established this sort of theme. But it's not just working men, it's also women, and I think to a greater or lesser extent, children are beginning to feel this as well, or have been feeling it. Everyone is uncertain, everyone has an instability, and everyone is aware that some great shift is taking place uh, upon the earth. That's why you have so many doomsayers out there. That's why you have so many people who are, um, and I mean that in the original sense of that word, people who are predicting fate, talking about fate, and where everything is leading. Uh, people who are looking to an apocalypse. Uh, this is why you, all of a sudden, you know, I went my entire life, and it's not as though I haven't been exposed to Christianity and the teachings of Christianity. I have gone my entire life without ever hearing about the three days of darkness until the year 2020, and then all of a sudden it's plastered everywhere. Uh, I, I suppose somebody stumbled upon it and decided that that was the apocalypse that they wanted to latch on to. Uh, but everyone is talking about the end of the world, and this happens whenever there's a lot of precarity in the world, when there's, when there's a lot of uh, uncertainty, when there's a lot of potential destruction and uh, and situations of great struggle in people's lives. The same thing happened during the, the Western Schism and the Black Death, which coincided with one another. Now, that's something a lot of people forget. When you look at the Great Western Schism and you look at the Black Death, uh, those are two things that happened in the same time period, and the Avignon Papacy is just coming to an end. So you have a period of, uh, that's where the, all the flagellants come from, uh, the, the real apocalyptic cults of the Middle Ages, the late Middle Ages during that period. Uh, we're during the fall of Rome, uh, and actually more during the reconquest of Italy by the Byzantines, you had a lot of this as well. Whenever there's a great deal of uncertainty, people start talking apocalyptically. And part of it is because they need an explanation for what's going on, and part of it is because, very seriously, intelligent people are considering the signs of the times, looking at them and saying, well, 
this seems to suggest something very serious coming along the way. Uh, I wonder what that serious thing would be. Perhaps it is finally time. Since we know not the day nor the hour, it could be at any time. Why not now? So there's, there's a sort of panic about it, but there's also an intelligent evaluation about it. In either case, though, and this is a theme that we've gone back to uh, multiple times, and it's sort of been reawakened considering the situation the poor SB finds himself in. More often than not, we find ourselves in a situation, if we're intelligent enough and attuned enough to see what's coming, we tend to be in a situation where we can see it coming, but there's nothing we can do about it. We can't stop it. We can sort of prepare for it as best as we possibly can. But massive cultural, social, historical changes are typically acts of nature as far as ordinary men are concerned. And the vast majority of us are ordinary men. Uh, really all of us are. Uh, if, if we had a great leader that was going to pop up, he would have popped up by now. So here we are, ordinary people, ordinary Christians, most of us laymen. If there's anyone listening to this who's not a layman, please let me know. I, I always love to know that I have religious listening uh, and to receive their guidance. We cannot do much. And especially if it is truly an act of God, we as human beings can do nothing. It is His will. Now that's not... People will take that as a sign of hopelessness, a despair, a black pill. And it's not. It's only that way if you do not consider what your role actually is, which is to endure, to struggle, to face great obstacles and overcome them, to demonstrate virtue, and to demonstrate man, manful, manliness, manfulness, to manfully bear up, to, to gird your loins and enter battle. Now more than ever, but really this is true of our entire lives, we must always seek courage in everything that we do. Because to serve God is uh, something that we should, by all natural reason, fear to do. Service of God means persecution and pain. It means struggle and obstacles to be overcome. The greatest of saints sought pain to participate in the crucifixion. They sought to imitate Our Lady of Sorrows, whose feast it is today. And those whom God loves, he sends trials. And that's something that all of us need to bear in mind. If we are not tried, St. Ignatius of Loyola had this when he was getting the, uh, the Society of Jesus, the Company of Jesus, off the ground. Uh, he was uh, flabbergasted and, and, frankly, scared by how quickly the whole thing grew and how successful it was because he felt that anything that successful that didn't face any real obstacles from God must be serving the devil's ends. And he was terrified that he had created something that was not serving God when his entire purpose was to serve God. Now, he was eventually assuaged in these concerns, and the Jesuits certainly faced, the original Society of Jesus certainly faced its obstacles, real obstacles. 
in that eventually destroyed it uh, and the, the thing that arose from the rebirth well we can talk about that another time but it is a testament to his faith it is a testament to his sanctity that he was worried that God was not sending him trials and difficulties and as a soldier Saint Ignatius knew a thing or two about courage and facing battle in a virile and virtuous way. And we too are called to the same thing. It is difficult sometimes to evaluate one's own cowardliness. But we are cowardice. There's the word I'm looking for. But all of us, at times, as we struggle against sin, allow a certain degree of cowardice to creep in whether it's facing ourselves, facing our sins, facing the cross, there is always a temptation that the devil cultivates within us to turn away when we are forced to face those things which we must face. And to turn away is a cowardly act. We are all called to be courageous and put aside the coward within us. Adam was a coward. He hid himself after he sinned, and he refused to take responsibility. That's a cowardly act, to place the blame. I, I, he, didn't, he, he didn't even place, he placed the blame on the woman, but he really placed the blame on God. A supreme act of pride and cowardice, and pride and cowardice are two things which coexist with one another. Coward, the root of cowardice is in pride. Just as the root of courage is in self-sacrifice and self-denial. Christ tells us to do three things. He says to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and to follow him. And this word to follow in the Greek is very important because when St. Paul talks about following Christ, he uses, he uses a word as well. And it is to mimic to mime or imitate. It's important. We're not simply going after him. It's not enough to simply say, Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior, I accept him. You can't just do the Muslim thing. No, you, to become a Muslim, all you have to do is recite a phrase, and you, it makes you a Muslim, and you're there. Now, you have responsibilities on top of that, but that's it. And there are evangelical Protestants in this country who feel that do the same thing. If, I, if they, they say, Jesus, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that's the formation of contract, you're saved, it's done, you're good. That's, in essence, Islam. And actually, how many evangelical Christians deny the Trinity? So they're basically Muslims. Anyway, it's not enough to merely make a statement one has to live the life of Christ in imitation. Take up one's cross. That means bear the burdens that God sends you, but first and foremost, to deny yourself. And setting yourself aside means likewise setting aside the proud and the cowardly in yourself. This is something that, and we've, uh, this has been, I mentioned this before, it's something that 
used to be very strong in Christian Europe. It's something that even, and this is what drove Nietzsche to say that Christianity was dead and there was no way that you could resurrect it. This is smallness of soul on his part. I think I've said this before. He talks about an amor fati, a love of fate. Uh, and you see it in all of the Germanic, all the Germanic uh, mythology, the, the Norse sagas, the Anglo-Saxon poems, these warriors who go forth to death knowing that there will be no victory and dying anyway. The, the 300 Spartans at, the, um, at Thermopylae did the same thing. There's something innately virtuous about seeing odds that cannot be conquered, bearing up manfully and facing them. We cannot overcome sin. It is an insurmountable obstacle for human beings. That's why God had to incarnate himself, come down among us, die by crucifixion, and rise again after harrowing hell. There's no way that we can overcome this on our own. We need God to do that for us. And God will send us aid insofar as we do what he tells us we have to do. Deny ourselves, take up our cross, follow him, imitate him, mimic him. And that's the essence of courage. That's the essence of staring down death. Really, truly, to sin is death. The wages of sin are death. Staring down death. Facing it and with God overcoming it. And everything that we overcome, every struggle we face, every little obstacle we overcome is a little death that we have conquered. All the uncertainty and doubt replaced and conquered by hope. All of the failure to believe the, 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 the lack of trust in God overcome and conquered by faith all of our selfishness and our basic instinct for material overcome by charity and love of God which is love of God it's not one and the other it's the same thing charity is the love of God and with these things, we manifest tremendous courage. The courage of the Spartans at Thermopylae. The courage of the troops at Teutoburg Forest. The courage of the crusaders on, the, on, the, on, all, on all the crusaders. Anywhere where impossible odds were faced and overcome. In our spiritual warfare... We gain the courage to stand as they stood. And it's only through our faith that we gain that. It's only through our belief in God. It's only through our, our religion, the religion that Jesus Christ gave to us. It's only through that that we gain that. And so it's, it's for us to examine ourselves, and that's, and that's my prayer today, that we will examine ourselves with eyes given to us by the Holy Ghost and see the cowardice within us and root it out that we might be courageous in the face of the battles that God sends to us and being courageous and trusting in God 
that we might be victorious in these battles with the help of God. That we might join as all victorious warriors in this spiritual warfare join the triumph of the saints and the church triumphant. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.